Now, you, you might find it helpful to, to have your Bible again. Harriet read it for us earlier, and it's page 973. Uh, so if you'd like to turn it open, we're going to have a little uh, look at the Bible again now, asking this question, what is our greatest need? Wouldn't it have been amazing, uh, boys and girls and uh, mums and dads and adults, wouldn't it have been amazing to have been able to see the things that Jesus did and hear him teach the things that he taught and even be able to see the way that he lived his life. It would be amazing. I wish I was there. Uh, that's what t- some people say to me. I wish I, I wish I was there. And so through the summer, some of you will have been away, but through the summer we've been looking at Matthew's Gospel, chapters 8 and 9, saying, I wish I was there. Just like when you go on, ho- uh, on holiday and you send a postcard, uh, I-, I, wish, I, wish, I wish you were here. I wish you were here with me. Although, as Philip Hacking said, when he was on holiday, he's always, he never sent a postcard saying that because he was always pleased to be away from everybody. But anyway, that's the sort of thing you say, isn't it? Uh, I wish you were here. And as I said a few weeks back, um, my brother sent, sent a card to me once. Uh, you know how you say, uh, wish you were here, weather nice, wish you were here. My brother uh, sent me a card. Some of you will have heard me say this a couple of weeks ago. And, and on it he said, um, uh, weather here, wish you were nice. Uh, anyway, uh, that's sort of. Anyway, I wish you were. It would have been amazing, wouldn't it, to have been there when Jesus was there. Some people say, I could believe if only I'd been there and seen it with my own eyes. And that's the reason they don't believe. But you see, Matthew writes his gospel so that we who weren't there, because we can't all have been born at the same time in the same place, so that those of us who weren't born at the right time in the right place can still believe. He writes it down so that we can know. And so over these last weeks, we've seen these amazing things that Jesus has done. And today, we're going to look at Jesus healing this paralysed man, the reading uh, that Harriet read for us uh, just a little bit earlier. Now, let me remind you of the story. And let me remind you of the story by using four pieces of card. And uh, somebody showed me how to do this years ago, and I've never forgotten it. And I thought that this morning... I'd uh, try and do it for you as well. So that wherever you are, if you've got four pieces of card that are fixed together like this, because of course you carry it around all the time, you'll be able to tell the story. It's a story that happens in, uh, in, Mark, in, in Matthew's Gospel, as you know. It also happens in Luke. That was quick, wasn't it? I've been practising a long time. And it also comes in Mark's Gospel. Good, I'm glad you like it. It's all a story all about a paralysed man who whenever he stood up, his legs were very wobbly. And uh, that's quite difficult to do. Uh, but they were very wobbly legs. But you don't have to worry because this man had four very good friends. And uh, the story tells us that those four friends uh, took this man to Jesus. See, they knew that Jesus had been in the town in Capernaum. And uh, his four friends, I mean, it doesn't tell us this, but I just imagine that they said, come on, we've heard all about the things that Jesus has done. He's done amazing miracles. Maybe, they said to the paralysed man, he could heal you. Well, we don't know whether the paralysed man was happy about it or not. I presume he wanted to go. Of course, he wanted his legs healed. And so the four friends got a stretcher and they put the man on the stretcher and they carried him all the way to where Jesus was in the town in Capernaum. But when they got there, they were very disappointed uh, because he was preaching in this house. And the house was full. Of course, it was full of people who wanted to hear what Jesus would say, see what he might do. And so they got there uh, uh, and they couldn't get in. So they carried him all the way to see Jesus and they couldn't get in. Now, what we don't know from Matthew's Gospel, what we do know from, from Mark's Gospel, uh, is that, um, uh, that the, the four men did something very special, you see. 
Um, in those days, the houses had flat roofs, just like that. And um, the, the, on the flat roofs, they had stairs going up outside, so you could walk up the stairs to get up to the flat roof. Oh, no! <laughs> that didn't happen in the rehearsal. doesn't happen on the BBC either, does it? Anyway, there we are. There was a flat roof and there were stairs on the way up. Well, that's where we were, wasn't it? And, um, and so the men uh, carried their friend up the stairs onto the flat roof. And when they got onto the flat roof that Jesus was preaching in underneath, they made a hole. I don't suppose it was a square hole, but you try to do anything else with this and make a hole. It's impossible. But they made a hole and they lowered the man down on his Stretcher, down through the hole, down, 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 until he was lying just before Jesus. There was Jesus preaching to a packed room and there was the man on his stretcher, lowered down, lying there. Well, the man was lying there. I don't know how he felt. I imagine he felt a bit embarrassed. Everybody was looking at him, looking at Jesus, wondering what would happen next. And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And then there was a bit of a discussion with, the, um, with the, the teachers of the law who were there. And then before he knew it, Jesus said to the man, get up. And the man did. He got up. He'd never been able to walk for a long, long time. And this time his legs weren't wobbly. They were as firm as anything. And he walked up and he suddenly realised he didn't need his stretcher anymore. So he folded up and put it under his arm and walked off. And that's the story. Isn't that an amazing story? Four pieces of paper. And you can do that story too. Amazing. What an amazing story. Full of great surprises. Let me ask you, boys and girls, anybody want to tell me, what was the greatest surprise in that story for you? What's the greatest surprise in the story, do you think? Anybody? Is there anybody there? (laughs) Anybody awake? What's the greatest surprise, boys and girls? No? I'll tell you something. Surpri- oh well. Anyway, mums and dads, any greatest surprise? Greatest surprise, apart from the fact that I could do that with those with those things. <laughs> greatest surprise. Oh, it's hard work this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, but, well, there we are. You've got it bang on, Claire. That he forgave the sins first. Isn't it a surprise? Look at verse two. Here's the man lying before him. He's paralysed. Everybody knows what he wants. He wants his legs to be made well. And there he is, lying down in front of Jesus. Some men brought him, uh, to, to him the paralytic lying on a mat. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. And whenever I read this, I always imagine the man looking up at Jesus and saying, Never mind my sins, what about my pins? It's not my sins I've come to get sorted out, it's my legs. I want you to help me to walk again. It does make you wonder when you read that. Does Jesus really know what he's doing? And then when you read on, you begin to realise that Jesus not only knew what he was doing, he knew what everyone else was doing and thinking. Look at verse 4. See, the teacher of the Lord said in verse 3, this fellow's blaspheming, he can't forgive sins. And then, knowing their Thoughts. Isn't that a surprise? Knowing their thoughts. Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Knowing their thoughts. Jesus knows our thoughts. Can't hide anything from him. He knows our thoughts. He knows what goes on. And he knows, verse 4, that our thoughts and our hearts are evil. And that's why 
he said what he said to this man. He said, your sins are forgiven. You see, because he knew this man's greatest need, or don't get me wrong, he had a real need with his legs not working, but his greatest need was that he needed to be forgiven more than anything else. Just imagine for a moment that we could ask this man uh, to come down from heaven and to be our guest today. I know we can't do it, just imagine that we could. We can ask him to come down from heaven to be our guest today and I could interview him and I could say, tell us about that day. I think the man would say something like this. He said, oh, I remember that day very well. It was an amazing day. It started with my friend saying, Jesus is in town. Um, He's done amazing things. He could heal your legs. He's healed other people. Let's take you to him. And I was a bit uncertain, but my friends were, were full of faith. And so I said, OK, then I'll go. And, and they, they got me a stretcher and they carried me all the way there. And I got more and more excited until I arrived just outside the house. And then my heart sank because I thought, I'm never gonna, we're not going to better get in. The place was full. We couldn't get to Jesus. So many people wanting to listen to him and hear him and see what he might do. I couldn't get in. But my friends, full of faith, they never gave up. They saw the stairs outside the house and they carried me up to the stairs. We got to the top. I didn't know what they were going to do next. They started to dig a hole in the roof. They dug a hole. A hole big enough to lower me down. I was so embarrassed and frightened, I might tell you, as I went down on that stretcher. And I landed just in front of Jesus and Jesus looked down at me and I looked up at him. And then Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And I again felt disappointed. I want my legs healed. He's talking about sins forgiven. And I lay there thinking, why did Jesus do this? And why did I bother coming all this way? And why did my friends go to all this bother to get me here? And then, and then there was a sort of a discussion between Jesus and the, and, and, and the teachers of the law. And before I knew it, Jesus said, get up and walk. And suddenly I felt all this power coming into my legs. Power that I hadn't heard, I hadn't felt for years. And, I, and suddenly I got up and I could walk and I picked up my bed and off I went. And it was amazing. I had 40 years of wonderful life. My life was was just normal. I was able to work and I got married and had children. It was wonderful. And the next 40 years, because of Jesus healing my legs, were fantastic. But now, ladies and gentlemen, now I've been with Jesus for 2,000 years. And where I've been with him in eternity is far better by far than anything on this, in this life. It is the most wonderful place in the whole universe. I'm with him. And so now I know that the most important thing that Jesus did for me that day was not to heal my legs, even though that was amazing and wonderful. The most important thing was that he forgave my sin. Well, I imagine that's what he would say, and then I'd say, thank you very much, and then the angels in heaven would take him back to heaven. Isn't that amazing, you see? The most important thing, our biggest need, is to have our sin forgiven and to be put right with God because it will last for eternity whatever other needs we think we might have. But here's the last question, and then we're going to finish, and we're going to sing a song and go home, or go and have coffee and then go home. Here's the question. How do we know that Jesus can do that? Well, look at verse 6. Jesus said to the teachers of the law and to the crowd who were there, that you may know that the Son of Man, that's Jesus' word, name for himself. That you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, get up, take your mat and go home. And then we read that that's exactly what the man did. Do you see the point? He healed the man to prove that he had authority to forgive sins. 
he showed us that he can really forgive us our sin. It would have been amazing to have been there. I wish I'd been there. But you see, we don't need to be there to benefit from this amazing story. Matthew's written it down for us. And he wants us to ask, no matter how old we are, young or old, boy or girl, whoever we are, he wants us to ask, are my sins forgiven? Am I right with God? Because it is possible through the death of the Lord Jesus, through his cross, to be forgiven. And that's the most important thing ever. The biggest need of all. Let me pray for us and then we'll see. Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for your word, the Bible. We thank you that this morning we've heard our greatest need and each of us will have come with many needs, some physical needs, emotional needs, all sorts of needs, genuine needs, big needs, small needs. But we thank you that the greatest need to be forgiven is met in the Lord Jesus, in his death on the cross and in his offering forgiveness to us if we come to him in repentance and faith. May it be that all of us, from the youngest in this building to the very oldest, from the newest to the person who's been coming for years, may it be that all of us accept his forgiveness and have that uh, absolute certainty through the death of Jesus that we're going to spend all eternity with you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, at quarter to eleven, I'm saying to my children especially, 45 minutes, that's not bad. We're going to sing the last hymn. And it is, uh, Lord, your church on earth is seeking. Let me say that uh, you'll see on the notice sheet there, there's a chance to, uh, to give money to the work of this church while we uh, sing this song. So stewards will come around with bags. If you are uh, new to this church in any way, if you're a visitor, please don't feel obliged to put money in the bag. Just let it go past. Lots of people will be doing that. Uh, we won't be looking and we won't be uh, uh, making any assessment at all. Uh, so don't feel embarrassed by that. But let's now stand as we sing together. <laughs>